This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris. With me again, of course, is Mr. Jared Mariyama. And you guys can't see this right now, but he is basically head-to-toe in Mickey gear right now. That's right. Uh, quite quite adorable. Uh, he's got his Mickey hat on, Mickey Beats by Dre yep. headphones, <laughs> and a Mickey t-shirt. Not sure what's going on below the t-shirt, but... Is this what you wear every day in the house? Yeah. Just had to tow Disney or Mickey gear. <laughs> I don't, do you even think about it anymore when you wake up? Like it's so everything is so weird. Like yes. the first month or so, I think I tried really hard to be like really regimented and have a schedule. And now that we're in like going on month three, it's like time doesn't make sense to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's so hard to stay motivated because you don't know when things are going to go back to normal. And like just the day to day stuff seems insignificant. So, but I'm trying to like force myself to snap out of it and get back to being productive, but it's, it's been weird for sure. So do you think, yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. Like I'll, I'll step outside to get my Amazon package or something. Like that's the only reason <laughs> I step outside. And it's like, it's like a brave new world out there. It's like, oh, yeah. you feel like you shouldn't go out. It's, I know. it's so bizarre. But um, I forget what I'm wearing or, or not wearing when I step outside. <laughs> like I kind of don't even care anymore. You know, I mean, I don't have a mm. lot of people walking around or anything, but still like I'll just open the door. Sometimes you like you open the door and you catch the person like right when they're dropping something off like Amazon <laughs> or something. That's terrifying. I'm always I mean I'm pretty much just in like gym clothes now 24/7. So um even when I go to the grocery store it's like gym clothes. Yeah. Do you think this like if you were to permanently work at home or if you were just freelance and there's not a quarantine situation going on, do you think it would be different? Do you think your mindset would be different? You know, they, there's all these articles and stuff that people will put out that says, you know, tips and tricks to be productive at home during quarantine or if you're going to work from home. And it's one of the things that they always say is wear clothes that you would wear if you were going to the office. Mm-hmm. And I tried to adhere to that in the beginning. And now it's just like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, I understand the thought behind it. It's like it's supposed to put you in a different mental state or like change your frame of mind to you know if you're wearing professional clothes even if it's jeans and a shirt like that's kind of would put you in a different mindset I guess but ultimately I don't think I would be more or less productive in gym clothes or or jeans you know I think that's excuse me I think that's for people who uh don't do what we do personally uh because like (laughs) I I don't uh crunching numbers well just like when they have to be like in meetings and professional and like you know like a Mm. corporate situation like that where i don't i don't think we're in that headspace where i think that puts you in that headspace if you're trying to be very corporate and then you're sitting in like pajamas covered in food (laughs) that could be harder but i think like a lot of artists are used to like working long hours dressed like it doesn't matter you're just you're doing the thing so i don't know so have you like speaking of that, like I've now bought stuff to adjust to 
being at home so much, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I bought a table cause I'm like, because of the way my uh, place is set up, I have to record in my bedroom, mm-hmm. but I'm on these like tiny little, like uh, TV so, yeah, trays. Is it like a, like a TV dinner tray table? Yeah, that that's what bought? it is. Oh, but okay. I ordered, I ordered something bigger because this isn't, these little trays aren't right. cutting it. Everything's Don't falling do much. off. Yeah. yeah. So I actually, so I was going to ask you, uh, similar ish question to this not specific to buying something yeah because of the change of times but are you buying more online or less so for me i'll go you can think about an answer i got into shoes we talked about this in the previous episode so early on in the quarantine um because the way that the shoe industry works they have all of their so we'll use nike as the example they've got all these stores physical stores yep that house specific amount of inventory and then they have constantly new shoes coming out and new inventory new products coming in so with the basically removal of the physical stores there was a bunch of inventory just sitting there right but they still had all the new stock coming in so because they weren't moving it from the physical locations, they have to move the product somehow. And they were having like weekly sales that were pretty significant. So online I, was having sales. Yeah, they would do it like maybe every other week. It felt like hmm. um, and these were like up to 30 percent, which is significant for Nike because they are yeah. similar to Apple where they like almost never go on sale. Yeah. So early on, I was buying like way too many shoes Mm. and then um i think one of their facilities got hit with uh covid and like a lot of their employees got sick yeah so that halted their uh shipping it made it a lot slower so i think it was like early april that i placed a pretty big order and i didn't get it till like last week Mm. um and this was like five pairs of shoes oh my god and um, but between that time, I actually got furloughed. So I had a pay cut and it's actually a good thing because by the time I got the shoes, I was able to realize like, oh, I actually probably don't need these five pairs that I'm never going to be able to wear because I'm just walking around the house and right. flip flops anyway. Um, but long story to, <laughs> to go around and say that, you know, this is how the buying has been for me. Part of it is like it's fun, I think, still yeah. to be able to like try shoes on and mess around like that. But I did actually return the order just because it was financially irresponsible at this time to have that many pairs of shoes. Did you keep any of them or did you return all of them? Um, I kept one pair. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've been I haven't been buying a lot of fun stuff but everything mm-hmm. i buy has been on online for the most part trying to avoid yeah. obviously having to go to the store or I don't know, it's with amazon it's so easy now to just oh yeah i forgot i need this one little thing and then you know you yeah. just order it and then your credit cards in there so you just kind of like it's so fast <laughs> it's like so dangerously fast for the the um the companies that have done that it's that's got to be like one of the smartest inventions or uh practices that they instilled is just saving your credit card information in your account because you don't even think about it anymore and it's you can spend and get the transaction completed in seconds without even having to think about you actually spending the money well and with prime your shipping is free most of the time so you like Mm -hmm. 
you will literally be like, oh, yeah, I need staples. Order staples, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're the only place that I would do that with. Like, there's very few places. Otherwise, I start looking around, almost feeling like I have to buy something else just so right. it's not a tiny shipment. Or to, to try to get to, like, $75 to save free shipping or but I haven't bought a lot of junk, um, not for any reason other than, I don't know, I just haven't been in the like the mood like that. The Baby Yoda uh, Black Series came out and I kind of want that. But for some reason, I just mm, I don't know. I didn't order it. And I'm like, Neh. oh, there. So I you know, I'm also I love helmets for some yeah. like wearable helmets. They came yep. out recently with the Boba Fett Black Series one. And I'm like, I saw it. Just, yeah. It's itching. At, I, I want it. But. I don't know. I can't get myself to get over that hurdle and click purchase. There's a there's a Target right between where you and I live mm -hmm. and next to it is a GameStop. Oh. I think I, I don't remember why I drove by it for some reason. And in the window, they were advertising the Black Series Boba Fett helmet. I was like, oh, man, it's calling out to me. But I haven't uh, pulled the trigger on that one yet. Yeah, I know. I saw it because every time I pass up on one of these Black Series helmets, I regret it. Except yes. for like the Poe Dameron like helmet. The Kylo like Ren one is the biggest because yeah, yeah. now those are going for like three, four hundred dollars. Um, and I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm disappointed. I'm surprised they didn't do a Rise of the Skywalker Kylo Ren with the like the lava lines in it or whatever. Yeah, stupid, <laughs> stupid. I don't want that. I don't want that <laughs> stupid helmet from that stupid uh, movie. Doesn't matter if you want it or not. I'm surprised. That, and they didn't do a Phasma one either, which is very surprising. Yeah. So if they did like the Mandalorian helmet, I probably would have grabbed oh, it yeah. without thinking. You know, I'd just be like, oh, I, I want that. The Boba mm. Fett one, I looked at it and it, I like it. You know, a lot of the Star Wars stuff, when you look at it closer, I'm like, ah, oh, it looks so plastic. And, and that's the well, one that's how they like have to Boba make Fett. it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of plastic just to make it affordable because it's course. only like a hundred bucks, I think. Whereas like the the Darth Vader helmet that you have versus the one that I have, it's a world right. of difference. Right. Yes. So I have a hundred dollar version. You have like a thousand dollar version of the it's, helmet. Uh, yeah. So maybe that's ruined me now because I look at these other ones. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it kind of looks like a kid's toy or like a, you know, like it's just look and it looks kind of small. Like I was looking at the box, I'm like, that doesn't even look like it would fit on my huge head. Not that I'd wear it, but just mm -hmm. it yeah. is weird. It is like it's that one, and then for some reason, the White Ranger helmet from Power Rangers that I have is like yeah. really small. Yeah, it's yeah. like my I have a facial hair most of the time, and like my chin, the bottom of my beard is always hanging out at the bottom of the the White Ranger helmet. It just looks so bizarre. Did it's you like shave? a little. It's like for a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have like twice since the quarantine. <laughs> uh, okay. So you just trim it down? Uh, yeah. I haven't actually put a razor to my face in probably 10 years. What is it? Like clippers? Like a, like a, yeah. I'll just, just go short. Do yeah. it like a zero just to get it as short. But, um, yeah. But, yeah. Okay. These are the things we talk about in quarantine <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I said I got furloughed briefly, mentioned it. Yeah. You are going to be participating with something uh, with Mark Bricky on Adventures in Design yeah. that is kind of catered towards people like me during this time. Uh, it's the Fired Festival. Right, right. Uh, are you ready? The Fire Festival, yeah. Right. So uh, in recording times, this yeah. is the day before the fired festival so you're going to be doing this tomorrow so right. by the time you hear this it will already have happened but 
I wanted to ask you a little bit about this. Are you ready and prepared for your your talk? You know, it's funny. I get asked to do this stuff a lot. I mean, not this specifically, but I get asked a lot to like speak or, you know, to, yeah. to do You did one a few years ago. Um, I did. Which I was did. actually right down the street from my work. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible, terrible. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not particularly good at it. Like, I don't mind. And the only reason I agreed to do this one was because, one, it's it's Mark and I like the idea and... and um, mm-hmm. Uh, and we agreed to do it that it would be a uh, like an interview. So we're going to just do like a conversation um, mm-hmm. specifically talking about how like me going into freelance coincided with 9-11 events happening. Then we want to talk a little bit about that kind of stuff anyway. So the interview process, that's much easier. And I, and I know Mark, so that makes it even, you know, more, more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I don't I don't like. I have a problem with one speaking because I'm not good at it. I tend to memorize it, which you're not mm-hmm. supposed to. And then <laughs> it's like the minute you start reciting in your head what you've memorized, you're on that track. You like you can't yeah. just now mm. wing it or or do anything like that. So then you start sounding very scripted, and it just doesn't work for these things. But um, then if you go off the cuff, then sometimes you sound even worse. You know, you're just like, oh yeah, oh wait, I forgot to. Oh, I should have said this first. Let me go back and talk about. <laughs> you know, and it's it's kind of like that. So obviously, it's not what I do. Uh, so mm. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, especially when people are paying for these things. Like, I hate to get mm-hmm. up there and be like, ah, here's my crappy presentation for you people. But I also don't like that doing these speeches, and I've seen a lot of them. I've watched them either online or gone to these, just happen to be at these festivals where you're mm-hmm. kind of stuck watching these things. And regardless of that level of talent or, or ability, like it forces you to sort of artificially wrap up your story into some nice narrative so that it makes sense for your presentation. You right. just naturally do that because that's the structure of public speaking. And I think there's always something sort of false in that. It's entertaining, But I Mm -hmm. think when you're there trying to sort of inspire people or or sort of honestly tell your story, it's sort of fake. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't I'm like, well, I'm picking and choosing these events and crunching the timeline just to make it seem like, you know, one plus one equals two when really it's more complex than that. So hopefully that's something I can cover when we do the conversation. Yeah, that's the thing, too, that, you know, if you're going to tell a story, even if it's I don't know, your upbringing or your background, your origin story, whatever, every time you tell it, it's yes. going to be a little bit different. Yes. And I, to me, that's kind of scary because, you know, luckily I haven't been put in that opera or that that position yeah. very frequently to say like, oh, this is how right. I got to here. Because every time you tell it, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I fear that if you tell it one way one time, you know, your life may change a little bit di- in the next year or so and you might have yeah. a different look at your background so your right. story may change a little bit um like when you go to these things and when you watch these things i know you've you've been to probably just as many as i have for these you know these mm-hmm. types of creative conferences and right all that stuff like what do you what do you respond to with the speaker so like i'm put off when they're overly confident which sounds terrible but right. to me it doesn't ring true and i think sometimes those people that are super confident like that things do just happen for them and they don't always have a good explanation for right. why. And just so it sounds like they're like, well, you just got to do it. You know, yeah, um, it is, I, I've said this a number of times, I think even on the podcast, but I know that I've talked to you about it a lot and, you know, with different uh, talking yeah. about different things that there is no one right way to do anything. And I think a lot of these speakers will say like, oh, these are the five steps you need to do to be successful in whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And those five steps might be helpful to some people, but the thing that I don't like about it, it is it's not a foolproof plan that is good for everyone. Yeah. And I think right. a lot of people, they kind of take that to heart and will try this thing to the T and it doesn't work for them and they get kind of discouraged or think that there's something wrong with them. It's not that. It's just everybody's different and there's no one right way to do anything. So right. I think no, it's, sometimes it can be a little bit dangerous having these like five, 10 step plans to success um, and just having it be like a blanket or catch all statement is it, right. it never works out that way. Um, no. I do think that there's, there's a lot of good tips that can come from these things, but you've got to kind of take it with a grain of salt and not really just believe that this is the one way to do whatever the thing is. Yeah, but I think that's the wrong uh, one. I think it's a terrible approach. It makes sense from the other side, from the speaker side again, right. because they have to make it yeah. catchy and like, oh, you like what cracks me up about those things is usually it's like step one, create something compelling that makes you a million dollars. Okay, now step two, <laughs> social media. <laughs> you know, like it's like <laughs> it jumps right over the part that's difficult or the intangible because there is no explanation for a lot of that stuff. But um, anyway, it gets me extremely anxious to do these things. Um, the, the best thing is I won't be in front of a crowd. It's, it's going to be basically the mm -hmm. setup will be exactly like what we're doing here where I'm on a Zoom call for with sure. Mark yeah. and people are watching. We're not even going to do question and answer because just because technology Time. makes it difficult. Yeah. yeah, and I've only got like 30 minutes or something like that. So this is probably the most ideal situation for me, but we'll see. I'll talk about it next time we're on yeah. and see how bad it goes. All right. One last question on this. Mm -hmm. Are you anxious, excited, scared, nervous? What's at this point? What are your feelings towards uh, this talk that you have tomorrow? So I'm trying really hard not to plan. I've got a general outline, like I've taken some notes about what I want to say and, and things I want to make sure I cover. But uh, that's about it, because I don't want to type out a full speech and uh you know I, it, because right. it's an interview thing i have to be able to sort of go with the flow with what mark's doing so i it's not that i'm i'm not nervous because it's not it feels less like performing and more like information giving uh i mm -hmm. just want to make sure that it, it it's it makes sense and that there's something you know if you can take away one thing from it that'd be great um so you know it's less like doing a stand-up comedy performance which i feel these <laughs> often turn into um, especially if you have someone really dynamic before you, you know, and then you come up and you're just like, Oh, I use these pencils and, you know, so, so now, now you're making me nervous about it. So we'll see. All right, let, let's change the topic then. Let's ask. Yeah. So last week we asked, um, on our social media, Instagram people to give us some questions. Mm. There were too many. We left off. Uh, we didn't answer some of them last week, so I'm going to circle back and ask today uh, some of the questions that we didn't that we skipped over. Okay. I'm going to start with a really really easy one that can potentially be controversial. I already uh, told you this one last week. I think it's hilarious. Um, do you pour your milk into the bowl first or cereal? So <laughs> I, this makes no sense to me. Mm -hmm. There's only one right answer. Why would you pour your milk in first? And then cereal on top of it. Of course I pour a, my cereal in and then the milk over it. This is kind of a common question, though. And I don't know if it's just... Just to I, say it? Like a funny thing. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know anybody whose first thought is, first you pour the milk in 
And then he but it doesn't cereal. make sense to me because all of that. the cereal is so light and airy that it will float on there. So there'll be like a divide between the milk and the cereal. Now, when you pour your gonna... when you pour your milk on, do you do you pour it in one section so that everything doesn't get too wet, or do you pour it like around and like try to cover? I think the I top just pour it. I haven't thought about this, but if I'm like playing yeah. through pouring bowl, um, I think I do it just in the center and let it spill out wherever it goes like it's so it'll be like one area just in yeah. the center and then it'll grow from there i think do you have a weird the, a different method do you like well, like fruity pebbles areas? which is my favorite cereal gets uh, they get so soggy so fast so i'm not mm-hmm. doing that pour over where you're getting it trying to get everything wet uh, because it'll just <laughs> destroy it i will say that i do add cereal to the milk at the end if you're left with mm-hmm. a lot of milk in the bowl then there's yeah. milk there, and then you pour the cereal over it. But I've never once thought first pour the milk in. I'd be curious yeah. if anyone has a comment on that. That one is just so freaking bizarre to me. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about these questions. I had a few more, too, and I didn't. Do you uh, have more on this? There's a, All right. There's another one that is also pretty light and fun. What's the first Disneyland treat you'll be having when everything opens up again? So... <laughs> This goes back to last week. We kind of we talked about buffets, and I admitted that I don't think the buffet food is that right. high of quality normally. I think the same thing with a lot of the Disneyland treats. I know that might be blasphemous and uh, yep. appalling, but yep. to, it's like it's like uh, carnival food almost. It's where it's it's fun to have. You forget but it's who you're not talking to. I think but that yes. great. Um, uh, I love Dole Whips, so that would be the thing that I go to. Um, but let's hear you uh, your rebuttal. So what I'd say, like, okay, go to Universal Studios, and then you go, okay, yeah, Disneyland's going above and beyond to bring interesting, <laughs> good-tasting snacks. You go anywhere else, and it's carnival food. Disneyland, uh, I think, is different. Even Disney World, to a certain degree, has some different options. Um yeah, Dole Whip, fine. That's a standard. I don't even get that every time because most of the time the line's long and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to wait for Dole Whip. <laughs> um, it would probably be a churro or something like that. Like something that I won't, because I won't make churros at home, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I won't even order them at like the BJ's churro thing we talked about. Right. Like I won't order that because it feels like that's oh, going to be all stale and everything. So, uh, so something that probably would be a churro or I'm trying to think if there's anything. Yeah, I'm just going to go churro. So boring, but um <laughs> And even like their popcorn. I love their popcorn. Disney Do you have popcorn, a favorite so. treat though? Um, no, I mean, you know, there's a lot that I like, but I, I don't know that I have one thing. That I like the, I mean, I've said this again as well, but I love the gimmicks. So anytime there's like a special yeah. flavor that's limited, um, I'll probably try and go for one of those. But I think Dole Up is like the standard. But I bet you haven't eaten a lot of the stuff that's there. So uh, I've, I mean, over the years, I've probably have tried most things. Have you had the lemon soft serve at uh, California? No. Oh, the the Pixar yeah. snow cone Pixar thing? Pier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have not. Okay. That's relatively new within the last like year mm, or two. Three? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty new to me. Um, see what I mean? So that's what I mean. You're a terrible judge for these things. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Did you have any? Nah, it got buried in my feed. Now I can't even find it anymore. Like, um, uh, okay. Before we jump into our quarantine questions, I have mm. an amendment to make. I talked Uh-oh. about what I watched last week, which was dead to me, and like I just pretty much shit all over it. Yes. Um. At that point, I was halfway through the see the series, and it. it I'm not going to change my mind and say that it doesn't move slow because it is very slow and it didn't pick up to like the last two, but the last two were great and like makes the whole series feel much better. Hmm. So I finished the season one and the end of the last episode for season one was great and like really brought it all together. But there's I a second am, season now, right? Yeah, yeah I'm. Okay. I think three into the second season. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but it is interesting to see what they did in the second season when you compare it to the first one. Yeah. Um, and I haven't finished it yet, but I am more invested now after seeing how they finished the first season. All right. So, do we want to go right into <clears throat> what we watch then? Uh, sure. So, do you want to go since I just talked? Uh, so, I have, um, should I do two things or should I just do one? Is it, is it a waste to do two things? Should I save one? I it's never up know. to you. I okay, mean, so I'm these... starting to run out of things to watch, so I might save it. But Well, I'm watching stuff. I'm always watching stuff, but I don't necessarily talk about it on <laughs> what I'm watching. Uh, well, two, same, things, yeah. two things that I watch, and they're kind of similar. Uh, they're both kind of behind-the-scenes things, and we talked about this on our own. Uh, I think the I Disney... know where you're going. Disney Gallery, Mandalorian, the behind the scenes on the the Mandalorian show, and then we could lump these together. The um, prop culture one, mm-hmm. uh, both of them are relatively new. By the time you hear this, it's obviously so. Been around I only long. watched the first episode for both of those, and it's well, not that I'm not I- interested, but I want well, to definitely finish um, both of those series. At this point, I think there's only two episodes for Gallery, right? Yeah. Yeah. But so I think I, uh, uh, prob- maybe even today or something, right? Shouldn't we get another I think one? it comes out Fridays. Yeah, okay. The, so maybe the next episode. Yeah. Um, what I did think was really interesting about the gallery, the first episode that I did see was about all the directors. Yeah. And it was, I think this is unique to the show. Like it was like a, a communal director. Like they had six seven directors maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they all like kind of work together to form this show which i thought was really really interesting because most shows you know they'll have a different director for every single episode in most of these series um but yeah to me it makes sense that they would have this communal approach like to really tie a series together i'm surprised this is kind of unique to the show but did you have more to add having watched both of the episodes? Uh, it's funny because they kind of all run together now because it's also yeah. similar. The panel changes, obviously, for the for the next one. The topic. Yeah. Um, so the the director one was very good, though, because I like this. And they're, they seem... Hmm, how do I say this? They're, I mean, they're involved at different levels. So like Taika, who's great and who's mm-hmm. just... They said he's going to do his own Star Wars film, which I'm really excited about. But like, so, you know, he voiced one of the characters and then, you know, these other people play different roles. Uh, it's interesting to see which personalities directed which, which episode. Yeah. Yeah. And how that lines up. Like Filoni, like love him to death. He's the biggest Star Wars nerd. Like he's the comic book guy of Star Wars nerddom. He goes off on this whole why the 
duel of the fates is so important to the entire saga and everything it just goes on for for quite a while when he's talking about that i thought that was interesting and then um you kind of forget how different each of those episodes are like i've watched this thing through like three times now um Mm -hmm. and the the bryce dallas howard one she directed that one where she they go to that village that's like my least favorite of the yeah of probably all the shows even though each one is so distinct for some reason to me that one i don't know why like it was so like like the story was fine. It was a familiar story, but something corny about it. I don't know why. It, it yeah, stands yeah. out to me in the series. I agree 100% with that, too. Did you have a favorite episode, though, from. Uh, I really the like the series? Escape one. Where that one in the, was fun. The prison ship? Yeah, thing? that yeah, one yeah, yeah. was fun. Um, and then the last one was really good, too. Mm. Oh, yeah. Fuck. But then the one where all the Mandalorians come and save them or like pull them out of that like yeah. last minute. Um, that's like the second where, episode, I think. Was, yeah, second or third. That yeah. one was fun. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's tough because the, looking back at it, it kind of all blends together. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's right. Some of them are very distinct, like episodes, though. Like, like the the prison ship was right. almost a standalone because it, it takes you off of the the main story. Um, I think but, a lot of it was like looking back at it again, building towards like expanding this universe yeah. around him. So, you know, it, it seemed like they were building a foundation to bring back these characters in later seasons. Um, Cause a lot of them, it was like very cliffhangery where the one episode with the actress that is the voice for Mulan, I don't remember which episode number it was, but she, it like dies. And then there's a mysterious figure that's over uh, her yeah. body and then the escape episode, they kind of screw over some of the characters. So, like, you feel like they're going to come back later. So, they, like, planted these seeds for these characters to, like, come back right. around later on. So, they said that that's supposed to be Boba Fett, I've heard. Did you, did you I, get that? I heard he that, He is too, coming on the show. They didn't give enough in that moment, I think, to really speak on that. So, maybe right. that was, like... We'll leave it vague enough so we can literally make this any character. Mm, and like yeah. if things line up, then we can say it's going to be Boba Fett. I don't know. How do you know. feel about Boba Fett being on uh, the show? <sighs> I'm afraid it's going to be too fan servicey. Like, it, I don't know if he needs an appearance. Like, what purpose does that serve? Because he's such a big character already. But he's not. He's a he's a popular character. You know what I mean? Well, that's but, what I mean. Not yeah. that he has like a big role or anything. But right, like, right. He's a big popular character, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's it is Mandalorian story, so it would be weird to have this super popular character jump in, and it really makes sense and not pull away from the the actual story that we're supposed to be following. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it'll be fun, but I, I just hope that they do it right and well and doesn't go down, in my opinion, what they did with Darth Vader in Rogue One. Where Do you think they have to explain how he survived? Uh, I hope they don't, because mm. that seems wildly unnecessary, <laughs> especially in this context. Yeah. Like, so let's just say... For argument's sake, you know, we're following this character, the Mandalorian story, yeah. and another side character comes out. They didn't show the backstory for, um, you know, the 
Nick Nolte character. They didn't show the backstory. Yeah, they for, should have. Well, they told the backstory for like he has a backstory, right? Like, but it's you, not like so. I think if Boba Fett, they're gonna do how he survived, like that. I don't know. To me, I, I th- it just seems unnecessary because they're not doing that with every character. So why does this one get this big, long backstory? Uh, I don't know. Well, because to me, it's like if Darth Vader showed up and thing, you'd be like, wait, wait, wait a second. I don't how he died at the end of Jedi. So how like it would seem weird to me to be like this guy so died in the then movie it's, that you know. It's twofold. But, yeah, it's either you do that because people might ask questions or you just insert it into this story in a way that would make sense. And like, I don't know it. It's. I mean, I, I get can, it. Like, we, we can don't go want down some... this road forever because, like, with Darth Maul, they did a crazy long backstory in Clone Wars, right? right? right, right because right, right. of what you just said, where he died. Um, but I think it's almost like everybody knows if you if you were to ask that question, "How did he survive?" You already know that he survived. There's no like crazy Star Wars nerd, I think, that's going to pose that question. Without already like assuming and knowing that he got out of the Sarlacc pit. Right, right. But I mean, to me, it, like it's such a because it's such a thing, because it's not like he was I a side know. character that we didn't know what what happened. Like, I, I, and I, I agree. It shouldn't just be like, oh, look, there's Boba Fett. Let's cut away to an extended flashback right. and show how he got. I get that. But do they do they intertwine it into the story so that? somebody either whether it's this mandalorian or somebody else who's in the show was was there or was part of that process or you know what i mean like they have to make it his survival is somehow integral to this current storyline it could Um, be interesting i don't know if this would be possible but you know going back to darth maul how they brought him back to life in clone wars and then he was in was it rebels yeah as well and right. he was in solo the movie um like but because he they told his story in another series it kind of translated over into these other appearances mm-hmm. um i would probably rather see something like that where they let they mandalorian explain. have his own story and it makes sense and it's focused around him and then if they were to do something with boba fett they can tell his story i don't know bring him back to life in a different movie or short or something instead of taking away time from the story of Mandalorian. See, because to me, I feel like they have to make his survival integral to this story. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to to bring back a supposedly. I know the it's always been, you know, that he survived, of course, but we don't mm-hmm. we don't know how he survived. So I'm like, I feel like if they don't address that, then it is like fan servicing. You know what I mean? Like, you, they're just saying, like, oh, remember this be, character you love? Do you think he'll be a foe or a, an ally to the Mandalorian? My guess would be he, he's kind of got to be some kind of outlier or something. Um, but I don't know. Um, he doesn't. Who who knows? Like, because it's going to be played by the same guy who, who played Django. Right. Um, which makes sense, of course. And so just having him in there, because obviously it has to be him, it doesn't. Like it opens it up to a much like his role is bigger in the Star Wars universe than, than right. it probably should be. Right. Just because of the clones and all that. So maybe it's more of a maybe it's more something to do with that. The, the clone aspect of things and not so much just uh, I'm Boba Fett, you know, because, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But again, I, I 
I'm excited to see. I'm not like, oh, yes, we needed this, but I'm excited to see how they handle this and a little bit scared. I'm always so now I'm just like an asshole when it comes to everything Star Wars. I'm so hesitant to like jump on full, like get really excited about something just because. But you liked Rise of Skywalker, right? (laughs) Those are, those are, you're not allowed to say things like that. Yeah, you liked it better than I did, I think. I liked it more than you, but that's not really saying much. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't yeah. hate it. So it's similar to like The Last Jedi where I thought there was a lot of cool moments and then a lot of like what the hell moments. Anyway, that's a whole episode. We, okay. we can't go down this road. Did you watch Prop Culture then? Uh, I saw the first episode, the Mary Poppins one. That's it? That's it. <laughs> How? What are you watching that you didn't? I'm you, saving these. <laughs> what? But you start with the Mary Poppins one? Is that the first one? That, that was that episode one. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't build. Yeah, that's the kind of the fun thing about it. And you know what was surprising about that was like seeing a lot of these older the actors and actresses come back and talk about their roles. Yeah. Like, it yeah. got like weirdly emotional. And yep. then like them talking about how it affected them and like the impact on their lives and everything. Like, and then getting to have them reunite with some of these props. Um, yeah, it was weirdly and surprisingly uh, an emotional thing. You wouldn't think that just having like the little yeah. girl's hat would have such an impact on on a person. I think that's the oldest film that they talk about in here. So that one, I think, uh, has that weird... Uh, more sentimental than uh, the other ones? Well, it depends on your, your relationship to the the property i think so to me mm. if you watch the Mupp movie one which is the last one that one I, that was the one i started with and so everything else was sort of lesser than because i'm probably oh. the most attached to that property right. so here's what i did i watched muppet movie very good excellent all the way through made me cry actually <laughs> but um and then uh they did roger rabbit and oh yeah that one looks um, like it'll be fun too yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes in Roger Rabbit, so most of that wasn't anything too weird, but um, uh, just because I liked the film. And then I watched um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Those were the only ones that I really wanted to see. So like Narnia, I don't know. I don't feel very <laughs> nostalgic yeah. for those movies yet. Um, Tron, you know, uh, Mary Poppins, and then um, Pirates, I think, was the other mm. thing. So I watched them kind of like in that, I think, I think oh, Narnia just, was the one I watched last. Yeah. You just cherry picked them based on your interest in that title. So r- remind me again when you watch the other ones. I think you'll like the other ones uh, much better. So the Narnia anyway. one doesn't make sense. Like that one's too recent. Like why wouldn't you have all this stuff? It's like you just finished the movie. <laughs> yeah. So that one seems that more going? about like a reunion of the, like they're bringing the kids all on except for one kid. Yeah. So um, weird. <laughs> yeah he's got a different job now so i think that was why they don't they don't address it like why he's not there or why he didn't come uh, but anyway. interesting yeah all right so do you have something else then for watch what so i wa- i was gonna wait till this series ended so it's i'm not sure if you heard about this but the michael jordan and the bulls documentary series it's a 10-part series they're playing on espn yeah um they're releasing two episodes every week so they just as of recording time, they're up to episode eight. So this coming Sunday will be the final two episodes. I was going to wait, but I didn't have anything exciting to talk about. And for the most part, like this is talking about Michael Jordan and the Bulls in the 90s. So it's yeah. not like you we don't, don't know, know how, how this is going to end. Right. right. Um, for me, 
so I love basketball. I'm a 90s basketball person because yeah. that's the era I grew up with. And for me, it's more nostalgia than anything else, to be completely honest. I don't know if I like the way that they're telling the story. It's mm. very... They jump around way too much, in, for my opinion. Like, it's supposed to be a documentary about the final season that Michael Jordan played on the Bulls, mm -hmm. which I think was like 98. And, um, but they'll, in order to tell the story, they start every episode, the, the beginning and the end of every episode is a continuation of that final season. But in the middle, they'll jump back to an older season to kind of parallel what's happening in that final season. So there's a lot of jumping around and it's not necessarily consistent. Hmm. So like they might jump back to Michael Jordan in college one episode, then they'll jump up to him in like 93 and then they'll jump back in the next one to him winning the first championship in like 1991 and then go back to the current season. It's just, I don't, I know that storytelling, they kind of do this a lot. Um, but to me, it's too much and like almost chaotic. But the reason that I really like it is just because of nostalgia and going back to see these moments that I remember watching growing up as a kid and like, I don't know, being surrounded by a lot of these names and games and figures that I really enjoyed watching again as a kid. Um, did you know? Nope. I don't think that you've watched any of this for you. Uh, do you, I'm sure you remember this era though. Like during the nineties, the bulls and Michael Jordan specifically, like, I mean, arguably one of the most famous people in the nineties. Uh, yeah. And I mean, you know, as a public figure, I, I know who he is and, and, and well, everything, yeah. but I mean, I have no emotional attachment to, to the, to the sport right. or the, and I grew up in a basketball family. It's not like I'm just like, oh, I don't know what this is. But I, I don't I don't feel that way towards sports teams the way most people do. You know, I don't feel that connection. I'm not I, I don't care if they do well or don't do well. I, I it's such a different like I I, I get it. I'm not saying that what I like is better or less than those things. It's just that I don't have that emotional connection with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like like anything else, like Star Trek. People are passionate about star trek i i really have i don't know star trek at all i you know again it's not better or it's worse a, i do i think it's a the same it's to me it's so bizarre that like up until maybe the last 10 years like nerd pop culture was kind of looked down on yeah right and like sports was the it was okay to like sports but if you like star wars you're a nerd Right? right. And that was like right. a negative connotation. There's your nineties um, right there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so to me, it's the same thing. You're just applying your fandom to this or that. So to, it never made sense to me that it's okay to be into sports, but I think because people think because they are real people, uh, because these are things that are actually happening. It's not like they CGI, uh, you know, Who said are you on, Jared? No, but I mean, I think <laughs> I think that's why, because, oh, look, I, I grew up in a sports family. I, I completely mm -hmm. know the horrors of sports fans um, and just sitting there, like seeing my brother and my dad absolutely lose their mind about what's going on <laughs> in the game. I was both embarrassed and like confused. I'm like, it's not like these are your kids or something, or do you have money riding on this? Like, what is the, like our dog would go hide in the backyard in the furthest part of the backyard because my dad would be screaming about football games, you know, like, like 
genuinely pissed about what's happening right now, cursing the coach uh, and just <laughs> like, and I don't know that I feel that, like I feel passionately about stuff, but to be that vocal and like, yeah, it's mm. just crazy to me. It's a different level of fandom, but I think you're right. It's just as sort of overly involved and nerdy as, as any kind of fandom is, right. you know, you're, you're a grown man wearing a Jersey with another grown man's name on their, your back. Yeah, that's called your name. Yeah, exactly. It's the same kind of thing, right? Like, again, I don't want people getting upset and saying like, you know, I, I'm not saying that it's terrible. I'm just saying it's it's a similar kind of passion. Right. No, I, I don't that I don't have. Yeah. I, I always just thought it was weird that it there was that line between the two, mm-hmm. like culturally ac- acceptable and then weirdo. Right. Right, right, right. No, I, I get that. But we're a very, we're such a sports centered country, right? Like, mm-hmm. um it's funny how people just expect you to know sports, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially as like an adult male. As an adult like male you, in like these weirdly casual situations, if, everyone goes yes, to that. Anytime right? like at work, you know, somebody will be like, oh, did you see the game last? I'm like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I'm the worst about it. Like it's gotten better though. Like I think more people are falling back on um other things now too mm-hmm. like it seems more common to be like oh yeah i don't follow hockey or or whatever or it's just it, it's okay if you don't instead yeah. of it just being like outrageous right so now that thing on the nerd side of things is marvel movies so if they're like oh man mm. what did you think of avengers and i'm like oh yeah i didn't see it shock confusion <laughs> i don't understand you, you you know like it's what I will say about that with you, it is weird that you are so into like Star Wars and Disney, but then the superhero stuff is flat for you. Because in my head, like, and, you know, generally speaking, most people that are into those two are also into that other thing. So you do kind of fall in a weird spot where you are a fan of most of it, but then the superhero stuff like kind of doesn't get your interest because the superhero stuff, especially the Marvel stuff for me is, um, is, is feels new, right? Like that's not Mm -hmm. Marvel became crazy big. Like it wasn't always that way. Right. So like, that's why I have a a strong connection to Batman specifically. I will go see every Batman film that comes out Mm, um, because I think it came out at the right time, but I don't know these Marvel characters. Like when Iron Man (laughs) came out, I'm like, no, but I don't, Everybody, you know, there's always the person that's like, oh, I knew blah, blah, blah since I was a kid. Right. right, It's majority of that is BS. It's just a new movie that came out that is fun. So I don't know if I agree with people thinking that they've been fans of these obscure characters like Ant-Man. Well, yeah, I think if you come from comic books, though, which a lot of people from my generation did um, and before me, obviously. But like, I think the 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 younger you get, the less these kids know about comic book or have a connection to the original comic books or like I collected comic books or something. Right. I think that's like an older, definitely an older person thing. So I think that's for my generation kind of, they, they actually knew these things and the artists and, you know, the different universes and parallels and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> whereas I just, I never, and even with Batman, like I've said before, it's the animated series that really got me into Batman. Right. And then everything else is sort of secondary to that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Transitioning. I was trying to transition from the last dance, which was the name of the Michael Jordan, uh, 
docuseries yeah. into my what I did this week. But we, as we do, took a left turn and brought up pop culture. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I, I brought this up in one of the previous episodes. I had knee surgery and I'm trying to get back into shape to be able to dunk again. So <laughs> it is difficult now because all gyms are closed. So the indoor courts are right. unavailable. I'd say like 90% of the parks that do have a basketball hoop on it, they actually removed the basketball rims or have them covered somehow. Um, So I went on quite the journey to try and find an outdoor hoop that is actually still intact. I went to my old neighborhood in Lake Forest, which is probably like 20 minutes away from where I live now yeah. to find a hoop that still has, is still put together. And I tried, I did my first dunk session, which zero dunks happened, but I just, I had to test myself to see where I'm at in terms of jumping ability. Okay. And what's, it, the, re- it what's is, the report? I can, I can touch the rim with two hands, but I cannot get over it high enough to, dunk a basketball and like it's i don't know what i was expecting because i just had knee surgery a few months ago and like right, I ba- right, right. barely been training for this um but like oh my god i just it made me feel so heavy and like out of shape that as i was like jogging around trying to warm up i just felt so heavy and then jumping i remember this when i was playing basketball regularly like i felt so light and like n- I don't know. It's such a different experience now, not having played in this way or exercised in this way. And then again, coming off of the knee surgery, it's just, it was more like personally embarrassing than anything else. Hmm. Interesting. See, these are the, this goes kind of back to the sports thing to me. These are the goals that I don't understand. <laughs> like, okay. So, I mean, I, I do I mean, in general, like everybody has goals, like, whatever like it's just it can be completely random right like i wanted Mm -hmm. whatever but so like for you does this now i just i'm honestly asking this you you can Uh, answer this however you want but like (laughs) what does this represent why is this important to you because it has to have some kind of important does it make you feel younger or that you're not old or this why why dunking so basketball has always been like my sport right yeah um anybody that's ever played like the dunk represents like the ultimate achievement within that sport. Okay. So like that is the, if you play basketball, being able to dunk is, Uh, we got a showboater. We got a showboater here, everyone. (laughs) It's, it's so like if we were to go to, um, I don't know, any basketball court and like you were to show up there and five other people, Everybody at some point could make a three-point shot, right? Okay. If you shoot enough, you will make one. These same group of people, if you try enough times, you won't be able to just dunk. So it's something that you have to work toward, unless you're seven feet tall and you only have to jump like six inches off the ground. But like for an average height person, it's something that you have to work towards. So it's like a, just achieving a goal, I guess, and that's... In most people's eyes that play basketball, I think that is like the ultimate 
goal or like the ultimate achievement in, in, in terms of like tasks or things you can do. I'm trying to is think it, if there is like a parallel in the creative world well, or anything, because it doesn't look basketball isn't your occupation. You're not going to get right. paid more or picked up by a better team because you can <laughs> dunk. This is a very abstract goal, very personal goal right. for you. So I, I, it doesn't have to so be something. It's that's just that it's personal drawing. because right, I like right. I love basketball like that is a thing that is just always been at the top in terms of playing. Um, again, going back to the other thing that might be considered a high achievement is making like a three-point shot or making 10 free throws in a row. That is yeah. something I think anybody can probably do with not too much training or not a lot of work put into it. Um, but I don't know. Dunking is represents a bigger thing. And like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you make me that. feel awkward and bad. Good, this good. <laughs> it's like the opposite of sports bullying, right? Like, <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, there's nothing wrong with it. Obviously, I think anyone who has a goal to do anything that doesn't hurt somebody else, obviously, is is fine. It's great. I, it's just if I could understand it. it to me, it's like. Um, don't take this the wrong way again. It's mm. like doing a puzzle, right? So say you get you get this really difficult puzzle to do. You know, like. <laughs> I don't find a lot of satisfaction. Like I'll look at a finished puzzle because we used to do puzzles under different circumstances before, but I look <laughs> at it now, like I'd see a finished puzzle and it's great. It was hard and we did it and we finished it. And it was, you know, to me the the whole thing is that you're just sort of socializing while you're doing it or whatever. It's passing right. time. But I look at that at the end and I'm like, Oh my God, this is a monumental waste of time. <laughs> like we just wasted however many hours oh doing this pointless task oh, and it's like sure, the, we finished it but now we're gonna break it apart put it away and have no desire to do it again right you can right. send it off and something so it's like uh the lego lego voltron thing that's kind of why i've been so hesitant lego, to try that lego at least it looks like you have a toy at the end you know what i mean right. like, and, and you <clears> tend not to break it apart because it would be almost impossible to put that thing yeah. back together once your pieces are all a jumble and stuff like that. So to me, that I, I could see that, like you've made your toy, but I don't know. Nothing wrong with the dunking thing. I'm just trying to understand <laughs> where these sports well, okay. come so from. Do another you find thing- that it gets more important though as you've, as you've gotten older because you were able to dunk, but that's not enough. You, you <laughs> still want to be able to dunk as an, as an older person. So another layer to this, I guess, is, and I've brought this up on the show uh, previously, I need something to work towards. So right. like right. creatively, you know, I can set a goal to do, I don't know, get accepted to a new gallery or a show or do a piece for Conan O'Brien, something like that. This is just like a physical goal that I work towards. So it gives my workouts kind of purpose. Right. right, right, right and right. gives me a direction to move towards. Um, so I think that's overall like the bigger thing, but choosing dunking as the actual specific goal goes back to you know playing basketball and that being like the ultimate achievement um but i think more it's about just working towards something yes. there you go that makes more sense to me that it just it gives structure to your workouts right it gives purpose to something that feels abstract right like and it's like a it's a way to measure that you started here and you ended there and not right just endlessly working out okay that makes more sense to me. Thank you very much. Now I, now I get that. That's a great answer, actually. So. What did you do, Jared? Uh, 
dunked a lot. Just I dunk like crazy. It's just I'm so uh, agile when it comes I actually to would be so mad if you were able to just wake up one morning and do it. I'm all you mean this? Ah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, basketball is the only sport I had to play as a kid. Basketball and tennis were the only. Like, I'm not an athlete at all, but it's the only oh, you ones can, that I. Once I all know this quarantine of. business is over, you can come throw alley oops to me then. Yeah, there you go. No, I'm terrible about that. But then, like sometimes I'll, I'll shoot a basketball, and I'll know basically how to shoot a basketball. Mm. You know, I'm not like, eh. <laughs> like, a, <laughs> like a mom throwing a basketball or something. Like you know, I'm not being silly about it or something like that. But um, and now that's a terrible thing to say. I shouldn't say. <laughs> A mom, because of oh, how course, dare you? Yeah, but like you know, or like under the legs, kind of a, a toss up thing. Like yeah, you used to do when you were little. Anyway, um, what did I do? It's becoming so abstract now. This question. This is the hardest question because really, basically, I do everything's the same thing every every day. <laughs> uh, I did. I signed up for this thing, um, and this is a, a cheat. But I signed up for this. Uh, the Muppeteers, some of the old Muppeteers, like Frank Oz and uh, Dave Gals, Gals, Gonzo guy. I forget how mm-hmm. to say his name. They're doing a, a like a panel discussion about Jim Henson. Um, he died in 1990 around this time, I think. And so they're just going to do an oh. online thing where they get together and you can sign up and, and watch this cast. Um, so is it all it. like it's this Saturday, Muppeteers so. or puppeteers? that had worked with him like what's yes what the so that has to be the connection is people that knew him and worked with him it couldn't be like i don't know a modern muppeteer on sesame street or something well i think the focus is that they're remembering jim henson on the anniversary of his death so i I think that's Mm. the whole point of it and there's getting to be fewer and fewer people i think that were right. you know that are still around and that worked with him in some you know um, meaningful capacity. So it's always interesting to hear about it and hear their their stories about it. Um, it. That's taking place Saturday, so I'll talk about it more on the next thing. But that's more of a what did you watch thing. <laughs> but uh, all right, so now let's make it. Let's end with something light again. Yeah, let's wrap uh, this up. We this is this is the wrap up of our donut trilogy here. Yeah. This has been a killer. This has been a killer. Eating this many donuts (laughs) every week. Uh, You don't have to eat a dozen. I mean, that's on you. I do. I do. (laughs) Who goes in and buys one donut or two donuts? Uh, Uh, Anyway. So they, every, the past three weeks, Krispy Kreme has released a different fruit flavored donut. First week was strawberry, which we talked about. Last week was lime. This week, the final week uh, was lemon. So they have a lemon glazed with also a lemon filled donut. I went and got them this time. I volunteered to go get them because Mark went. Double the amount. So (laughs) I just got a dozen that we split. Jared got a dozen per person. So well, I didn't get a dozen for myself. I got one dozen. I took out a few for me, uh, and then gave you the whole the whole box. I dropped in some other other ones too, though, because. Mm. I've just been really for variety. That. Well, I wanted that sprinkle one. Like that. it was good, right? Yeah. Oh, I always get that's the only non glazed oh, yeah, awesome. I get. Anyways, um, it was terrifying though. I just want to say, like going out, that's the furthest I've gone since <laughs> all of it. Like I don't go driving around much. But so you don't when you go out time. like that, you don't find it like refreshing to get out of the house. You're actually. I thought I would, but I was a little uh-huh. stressed about going to Krispy Kreme and like there's a line and what if they're out? So I did the online order instead so that I could just pick it up. 
but then you mm-hmm. have to go up to the door and, right. and that feels a little like there's all these like signs and like you know they've got cones up and they're like don't was there a, don't a, come in. a line of people there was a line of cars but i don't think people no are people at the door so they use that door for like the Grubhub and the postmates right right that's where they go um so I, i'm sure at some point there could be kind of a, a busy area but that was better than waiting in that long car line which which right. even if there's only like five cars in that line it takes forever yeah. so um so i walked up uh and they they brought it right out and then i knew i was going to be able to get whatever and they on the um order online you can pick the lemon ones like you're oh, able to the pick hell? them you can't for delivery though did you use weird. the app or the i like use crispy cream site oh maybe it didn't because i have the crispy cream app and uh, i don't know maybe i clicked the wrong buttons or something but i was unable to do it for ordering though for like postmates when i looked through postmates or one of the other ones you couldn't like it was very mm. limited like you could pick right. like you couldn't i don't think you could even modify your box you could do all glazed or like a mixed mm. dozen or something like that. Anyway. So what did you think? How are you how are you gonna structure this? Let's lemon let you go cream first. filled number one. Like the lemon filled was amazing, wasn't it? Like so what I, I liked about that good. normally the the cream filled donut, the rings, the cream filled ones yeah. are very it's more like a whipped frosting. Yes. This yes. one had a very custard-like texture yes. and consistency, which I like. It was it was definitely heavier, so mm-hmm. I don't think I could eat that many. But right, right. the I yeah, I definitely like this custard-like texture and consistency over the cream, like the whipped cream or frosting so version. I think they do something similar for the cake batter-filled ones. Like it's a it's a more pudding-like. Yeah, filling. It's not that sort of uh, like you said, frosting, which is such a different texture. But it makes such a big difference. Like this one actually oh, felt like huge. it had taste, and it wasn't just like not... whipped sugar. Yeah, exactly. The other yeah. ones just taste like sugar, which is you know it's fine, but it's just too overwhelming, overpowering to the overall flavor and experience of each bite. I guess. So, yeah, so lemon filled to me was uh, unusually good. I would be fine with this one sticking around as like a standard donut. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be my number one choice of all these that we've had so far. It's so weird, though, because like the other ones, the flavor I felt was more intense. Like the lemon mm-hmm. was very, very subtle, like on the especially the glazed one, almost non-existent. Like you could barely get the lemon. Um, but I'm surprised that the lime and the strawberry filled ones had a different consistency to it. Like, especially since these were being released in kind of the same series. Yeah. That they would have a diff. like, why not just have this custard strawberry and like a custard lime? How come only the lemon got that treatment? Um, well, I'm fine with that. Like, it's good that it didn't it's I weird though it I, is weird. i don't know what i thought was i think they should have done orange instead of strawberry like do a citrus so all citrus yeah and then they could have done a blueberry a strawberry and a whatever raspberry or something like that yeah like like um mix it up a little because i think it's hard to compare these now because strawberry felt so different than these other two and mm-hmm. lemon and lime are so similar so like mm-hmm. they did exactly what i thought they would lemon flavored stuff tends to be slightly tart but but like in a vanilla sweet way right right? like they give it a creaminess or something that's different lime to me felt just tart like 
didn't mm. taste like lime. It just tasted sort of tart. Um, so I think like having those two like back to back too, like it was exactly what I was concerned about. Like it's going to be a variation on the it's same. Difficult. Exact, to, yeah. Same I think exact. the, the, like the artificialness of the strawberry flavor I liked the most, but mm. the, my favorite donut was the lemon filled one filled. because of everything we just said. Yeah. Um, so I think lemon filled for me, number one, number two would be strawberry glazed. The, the strawberry glaze, not the strawberry filled, but just the, yeah. the strawberry glaze one. I, um, and then it doesn't really I, matter after that. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going to do with eating now? Uh, well, we've plan? got some stuff. We'll save the other stuff that we've had. Like I gave you some stuff we can talk about. Mm. Did we talk about that already? Uh, um, we brought. We talked about the Pop-Tart bites. Okay. So next week we'll talk about birthday cake Kit Kats. Yes, which, yeah, I won't say anything on that. Right. I we'll, want we'll to, though. Later. Yeah, but since we're going long here anyway with everything else, <laughs> um, I do want to say on the uh, the Jim Henson thing, which I forgot to mention when we were talking about it, was have you watched the new Fraggle Rock episodes? No. Is that on HBO? So it's on HBO, and I don't yeah. have that anymore. So I don't either. I <laughs> yeah, okay. But I was kind of excited I know th- that they did a new Fraggle Rock. So I... Y- I actually am excited, and I sent you a post on this. The Elmo show looks so fun to me. Mm. I love like how uh, he's just this cute little two-year-old thing that's going to have all these guests and interactions with people. I don't know. I think that's really fun, um, and I am excited for that to come on. I kind of wish they might have to buy an HBO, HBO subscription. Yeah. I wish they did a different format. Like I like because I think it's always like Muppets and guest stars are always good. You know, like that's always fun. And and some people are really good with them. Like some people really understand how to, you know, interact Mm -hmm. with them. And it's funny. The the people that treat them like children are the worst. I think the people (laughs) who treat them like adults or like contemporaries, like another celebrity, that's always funnier or or like. On the Muppet Show, whenever they were mean to the Muppets, like you had a guest star that was just like so unhappy to be there, like that was the, the joke the of it. Bit, yeah, that was the best, right? But if you come on it too sentimental, I think then it's like, Ugh. so I wish like with the Elmo thing they would have changed the format. They didn't go to such a late night show format, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I haven't watched it yet, but I love Cookie Monster more than I do Elmo. Yeah. He's a funnier character, I think. So, I think I think that comes out that. the end of may i want to say oh okay so it hasn't premiered yet. i don't think it's out yet were you a big fraggle rock guy though like did you watch oh yeah show? i love oh, okay. it okay the um that in- that's a great intro song too mm, yeah so i should probably um, yeah i want to see the new fraggle rock anyway I, I forgot to mention that i'm looking at my notes here um all right great <laughs> oh okay here's the last thing that and then we'll sign off Okay. We talked about this on the last episode that we're going to come up with regular homework assignment for me. Oh, that very good. Our listeners can uh, go ahead and participate with along with myself. So just so we can reach a wider audience, I'll probably come up with a post that will promote right. this prompt as well. But for our first assignment, if you will. Uh, How long does this assignment go? Are we saying like we'll just so- do weekly? Oh, we're gonna do weekly. Okay. So every episode, uh, I mean, we can change it, but let's at least for now, we'll start with weekly. We'll see how long this lasts, or if you have 
Yeah. Like a more difficult prompt, we can maybe extend it a little bit. Yeah. 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 But let's start with a week long one for now. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, am I? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I thought you, are you going to assign me one? Oh, so I'm going <laughs> to, so we talked about this offline. So that's why. So the first prompt and, and we were kind of doing this, I was kind of doing this already, but this is a more difficult prompt, I think, than some of the other ones. So we're going to do icons for this prompt and we're going to do mm-hmm. four icons that represent a movie of any type. It doesn't have to be a Disney movie or an animated film, any movie draw four icons and, and make it almost like, um, I think it's more fun if it's like a puzzle, like you have to try to figure out what the movie is based on these four icons. Obviously there's going to be some ones that are like dead giveaways, but, um, I think just like have fun with it. It doesn't matter. Like just do four images, four little images that, that, um, you try to express the whole movie and through these four images. So don't, don't worry about trying to make it like uh, oh, icons are supposed to look a certain way. I think just mm-hmm. have fun with it and just make it like a like a challenge. So that'll be our well, first that, one. And then what do you want people to use a certain hashtag or something like that? Or like it should be a general hashtag. I'll or? think about it and we'll post it. So that'll be okay. the the generic prompt is uh right. create a series of icons based right. on a movie. So we do four icons based on one movie and We'll give you more information on a post. So yeah. if you aren't already following us, uh, it's at Squared Co. on Instagram, and we will give you more information there. But that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later.